to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the Speak Fire Studio. My name is Bobby Berg. I'm a motivational speaker for schools, and I'm here to help you live your best life today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Berg, and I hope you've been having a really awesome day. Um, better yet, I hope you've been having a great week. As I know, a lot of you have been really enjoying the episodes, and you've really been enjoying the content and the videos, and I just I appreciate you. So let's take a moment here and just take a minute of mindfulness. I want you to just take a second to be one with yourself. I want you to be honest. I don't care if you're feeling great. I don't care if you're feeling bad. I don't care if you're feeling indifferent, anxious, depressed, excited, exuberant, whatever it is. I want you to take a second to just be with yourself and be honest with yourself on how you're feeling. We're going to take five seconds and we're going to be really quiet. And I want you to take that moment for you. So three, two, one, shh. Awesome. I hope that was great for everyone. I hope that was insightful. And um, thanks for taking that moment. So today, we've been going through the disc in the past couple episodes. And for this week, I want to talk about the eye personality. Your eye personality is your ground crew. This is your, if we're talking about an airplane and we're talking about an air crew, this is your ground crew people. These are the people that make sure that the plane goes where it needs to go. They are the people that make sure that the plane is able to do what it needs to, and that the crew is settled. This personality style, let, let me give you an example, for instance. So, I was at work the other day, and a bunch of my buddies and I had to build this tent. Well, instantly everybody jumped into action. We had our people over here that were really good at leading. So our Ds, they took charge immediately. Our pilots, they said, all right, I'm going to go ahead. You start doing this. You do this. You move over here. And everyone start doing their job. And they were giving out orders. Well, our eyes or our flight attendants got really excited. They're like, oh, cool. Everyone, this is doing great. We started, we had to, uh, what's it called? We had to shovel out snow. And who likes shoveling out snow? Not a lot of people. Well, they said, all right, everyone, we're going to shovel out snow. This is going to be great. We're going to move. Everyone keep doing this. This is, this is not the most fun task, but we're together and we're having fun. Well, RCs are people that are very analytical and that are very good at planning. Um, our air traffic controllers were looking and going, I wouldn't take that out that far. You should stop shoveling here. You should stop shoveling here. Here should be the exact frame of what we're shoveling. So we don't do any more work than we need to. And of course, the Ds were going, oh man, our pilots are going, stop. It just starts shoveling. It doesn't matter. Just keep, just move, just move. And our Cs were going, yeah, no, no, you, no, no. You're doing this this way because we're wasting energy and we're wasting time and it's cold outside. We need to get this done efficiently. And then we come to our S. We come to our grounds crew. And there were about seven people in this group that were grounds crew. You want to know what they did? Nothing. They just sat there and waited. They just, they saw someone start moving and then jumped in to help. They saw someone start doing another task and they jumped in to help them too. They just want to help. They are the only, they didn't have an agenda. They didn't care. They're like, all right, well, tell me what you need. What do you need? Where do you need me to be? What, how can I help this process? I can, how can I be of the most help for this group? Well, they just jumped in. D said, hey, you go over here. Boom. S is on it. Your grounds crew are amazing at fitting into groups. They are amazing at really understanding what needs to be done. If you notice that what I said with that story, 
every single letter, every single personality type outside of the S, the D, the I, and the C, all had some sort of ulterior agenda. The Ds wanted to lead. The Is wanted to make sure the team was together and won. The Cs wanted to make sure everything was done correctly. The S, they don't care. The S wants togetherness. The S wants steadiness. The S wants everyone to be on an even keel and for everything to work smoothly. You're, you've probably met someone that has S in their personality, and more importantly, you probably do yourself. Um, it's one of the most common personality traits throughout the world. A lot of people have it, and it's that's normal. That's why whenever someone takes charge on something, so many people are prone to just wait and just let things happen. Because S's don't have an ulterior motive. They want everything to work smoothly. They don't care. They don't need to be in the limelight and say, hey, look at me, I'm leading. Look at me, I'm inspiring. Look at me, I'm correct. They, they don't care. They want the team to be functional. They want the team to work well. So let's go over some strengths that, you know, if, you, if you've taken the disc and you know that you identify as an S, you might resonate with. So you, probably you are very loyal to the people you work with, to almost to a fault for some people. I mean, if you rock with a team, you are there's nothing that's going to pull you from that team. You are with that team, you are with them, and you are great with all of them. Everyone on that team knows you, you work well with everyone, and you're just, you're very flexible. You're probably a really good listener too. Um, S's are, I, I've even done this with myself because I have a very large amount of S in my profile, uh, where if I'm if I start a conversation with someone and they just, this happens with eyes a lot where they start talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, hardly letting me get a word in, let alone take time to breathe for themselves. They'll just keep talking and going and going and going and going and going and going and going. You know what I do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, no way, no, yeah, of course. No way, tell me more. What did you do? What happened? I will just sit there and listen. I will just sit there and listen and let you go until your story's done. Now, to a lot of people, that sounds great. But sometimes those stories go a long time, and I don't know when to tell you to stop. Um, but you, S's are usually very good listeners. Next, you're patient. You're patient and you're very empathetic. Teachers have a lot of S in their profile, generally, because you're very patient, and you can let someone mess up time and time and time and time and time again. And you'll be able to help talk them through whatever they're going through because you have that patience. You have that empathy in you to be able to say, hey, I get it. You don't have to understand this right away. I don't care. Mess up as many times as you want. You are in a free space to mess up whatever this is, no matter how simple a task, as many times as you need until you get it correct. That's what I'm here for. Um, you also like to have a team environment. S's thrive in team environments. I mean, your eyes love your your flight attendants are really people people they love being with a team but your s oh they that is their whole existence is the whole team they want this team to be here they want the team to do as well as possible and nothing is going to stop me as an s i care about the team before myself before any individual person the team is where our strength comes from that is where you're powerful um let's go over something else you're often oriented towards family activities because what is a family at the end of the day? It's a big team. It's a big team. You look at your work group, your coworkers, your friends at school, your classmates. You're all part of a family. You're all part of the same team. That's how you think about social interactions, which is awesome because you are the people that make sure that everyone else is all right. And I, I think that's, that's fantastic. And last, let's go over this one. You're motivated towards traditional procedures. 
So a strength that you might have is you are very, very focused on how things work. Not so much as our grounds crew, or uh, pardon me, not as much as our air traffic controllers, our C's. But they've set the things in motion. They've set the procedure. They've said, hey, here's exactly how we do things here. Here is your pamphlet. It says everything of what you need. It says how to do every procedure. And here's how you do it. And you are you stick to that. You stick to that. And when it changes, you don't always like it. Uh, let's bring this into some possible limitations. Um, you tend to get in ruts. Oh, S is I love you, but y'all get in ruts all the time. Y'all stick in your ruts because you are you want thing, everything to be even. And you want everything to work smoothly. And when it doesn't, oh, when it doesn't, it, it, it takes your brain a second to click and go, oh, wait, what? It takes you a second because you just... You're not used to things messing up. You don't, you take a while to adapt to this change. And just let me say this again, because I've listed something off of these limitations. There's what, one, two, three, four, there's a bunch of them. Just because there are limitations that might be, you know, pertain to you does not mean that they all do. It does not mean that, oh, you identify as an air, as a, a, a grounds crew. You're an S. Now all of these issues, that's not what I'm saying. Not all those issues are yours. I'm saying some of them might be. So when you get in a rut, it might, it might be thoughtful to find a way out of it, to think your way out of it, to talk to someone else, to help you get out of this, reach out to someone. Um, you'd like to maintain the status quo. So a lot of times if you see something's wrong at work or at school or at class or whatever, you might just let it slide because you want everything to be even. You want everything to be steady and smooth. Say, for instance, there's a kid at work or a kid in your class that likes to domineer and talk over everyone and make them belittle them. Maybe you have a professor that does that. Maybe you have a teacher that does that. Maybe you have a boss that does that. Oftentimes, you might just let it slide and say, ah, oh, that's just them. Whereas, you know, you get your D and they're going to have something to say about it. And they're going to they're, they're be the first to be like, uh, no, no, you don't talk to me that way. Absolutely not. How do you think an S would react in that situation? Say, you, say one of your buddies was getting belittled by, you know, your professor and your professor said, oh, well, you know, that was a real, that was a, that was a, that was a, you know, for instance, we had a music theory professor that one of my, uh, one of my buddies asked a question and our professor goes, that's a theory one question and you're in theory two now. Don't you think you should know this? And instantly they're like, yes, I probably should. But the fact of the matter is I don't. So could you just answer my question? You could tell exactly who the S's were in the room because all of them went, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, no. Because things are getting upset. Things are getting tense. They're disrupting the status quo. S's do not like that at all. Um, you resist change and you can hold grudges. That This is this is a thing. This is something I've had to work through a lot over my life. Um, you're resistant to change because you like keeping that status quo. Those two go hand in hand. But sometimes you'll hold grudges because someone will change something that you didn't want changed and, oh, you will not let it go. And that's just, that happens. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just, it's something to look out for. It might be, it might pertain to you. Um, a lot of times you can lack urgency. Sometimes for us it's everything because it's so chill and so uneven keel. I'm not worried about the deadline that's coming up in three weeks. I'm not worried about the deadline when it comes up to two weeks. I'm not worried about the deadline when it comes up to a week. But when it comes to two days beforehand, oh, I'm going to panic. And now what happens? My anxiety level is through the roof. 
But what happens? We talked about this last week. What is procrastination at its core? It's a form of anxiety because you don't want to face the issue. You put it off and you put it off and you put it off until you can't. And then you panic because you don't have time. It's just something to think about. Um, I struggled with that in school my whole life until, well, really until I took this disc assessment. I finally understood, oh, this is how this happens. And, you know, now in my master's program, I don't procrastinate anymore. I very much work on this five minute rule where I'm like, listen, if you don't want to work on a big task, take five minutes. Mel Robbins taught me this. Take five minutes to work on the task. That's it. Oftentimes you'll find that once you hit that f- that f- fifth minute, you already started. You're going to keep moving. Anyway, let's jump back into limitations. Um, you can be slow to act. You can be slow to act if there's, an, again, like we just talked about the urgency. If there's no if there's no one pushing you forward, if that D isn't saying, hey, listen, you need to get this done by four o'clock today. Oh, you'll, you'll be all over that. But if they just say, hey, I want this done, you might wait a little bit longer on it. It might happen. Um, you can hesitate to move. You can hesitate to make that first move when you need to. This can be in relationships. This can be in work. This can be in promotions. This can be in almost anything, but it's something to be aware of. And lastly, you would rather delegate than do the work yourself. I know a lot of people where they would much rather say, Hey, uh, you do this job because they're either too afraid or too nervous or anxious or whatever, whatever they are. They don't want to do the work. So they'll have someone else do it. The problem with that is sometimes you're delegating to people that don't they don't really need the job. They're not doing well with it. They they aren't as well versed in this as you are, and they're going to goof. It happens. But I want you to be aware of these possible strengths and these possible limitations. Now, that is not to say that there's anything wrong if you have a lot of S in your profile. You know, at the very extreme end, at, if you have a high S score, you can be seen as non-emotional or non-expressive or relaxed. We're going down. So we're going passive, patient, possessive, stable, mobile, active, restless, variety oriented, impatient, eager, flexible, hypertense, super emotional, and excessively expressive. Going from higher to lower is how that went. That doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that if you're not very expressive, that that's a bad thing. One of my students does this all the time where my student, we can be, I can he asked me the other day to give him a pump-up speech before he went in to take a test. So I did. We fa- threw FaceTime on, and I was at work, and I hopped in the back room, and I, I talked to him for a solid 30 seconds. Just straight, awesome motivation stuff. Awesome. And his face the whole time. You know, I'm, I'm not even looking at him. I'm expecting his face to be something like, yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah, yes! And he's just... Face did not move. Did not wink. Did not twitch. Nothing happened. And after I kind of stopped to catch my breath and I was like, does that make sense? And he goes, Bobby, I can't thank you enough, man. That was amazing. That was incredible. I can't believe how you do that. How do you do this? And and it took me a second to realize what had happened because I was looking at his face for some sort of expression to show that he was locking in with me. He would locked in with me here. He locked in with me here, but he had not shown any of it. But that doesn't mean that he didn't lock in, that he didn't feel what I was feeling. He didn't not appreciate what I was doing. He appreciated all of it, but he just didn't show it. And that's a very big misconception with my asses is people think, oh, they're just not expressive. They don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you're feeling. Well, why do you need to see how I'm feeling to to know that I'm feeling this? If I'm telling you that I'm feeling amazing, that I'm feeling inspired, that I'm feeling connected with the message you're giving, why do you have to see it? 
for your homework this week, I want you to, again, just observe the people you talk with every single day, especially with your S's. I want you to take some of the words that I've given you for the strengths and the weaknesses, or some of the phrases I've given you for the strengths and the weaknesses. And I want you to see anybody in your inner circle that might be an S. They might be a grounds crew. And they might, I want you to see how you can change your interactions to be more positive with them, knowing what you know now. As always, if anybody wants to take a disc assessment, please, for those of you that have reached out, thank you. For those of you that have said, hey, I would love to do this. And then, you know, I just don't know how. I appreciate you. Uh, please keep reaching out if you want. It's a free assessment. I will even give you a one hour coaching session, just you and me. So you can really understand your personal assessment. Um, if you want, just, you know, email me. It's info at bobbyberg.com. If you don't like using email because it's archaic, reach out to me on Instagram or TikTok. It's at bobbyberg. I would love to do that. If you've loved these episodes, please leave a review. I love listening to them. I love seeing them good, bad, good and bad. The bad things are even better because it shows me what I need to fix. I, I love you all so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. Just remember, you are loved. You are important. You matter. You make a difference on a daily basis, even if you don't see the change. You are incredible. You are this fantastically complex human being that makes a difference in the world every single day. And I love you for it. Hope you have a wonderful week. Do your homework. And I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. We are Speakfire. Who are we? We are a collective of inspirational, motivational, life-guiding speakers here to help you, you, make your best life available and real today. For everyone that's looking for anything and everything leadership, you have to check out my guy, Michael Gingrass, over at Leadership Fire. For my youth that are coming up, for those of you that have questions that need answers, go hit up Sean B. He's the host of Young Fire, killing the game every single Monday. For those of you that have questions that go a little deeper, for those of you that need that internal fire inside of you, not just sparked, but you need those flames fanned. Go check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire. For my fathers, y'all, you are the real MVP. Go check out my guy, Jody Cedric, the host of Father's Fire. For my champions, for my people that need to be the champion of not only their day, but their entire life. Man, y'all gotta check out my man, Neil Legend, over at Champion Fire. For my students, doesn't matter if we're talking elementary, middle school, high school, college, my graduate students, all of you. For everything student empowerment, student leadership, and student productivity, tune in to Student Fire. With me, your host, Bobby Bird. We are Speak Fire, live every Monday morning, 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You gonna wake up with us? Let's get it. I am excited to bring you my new book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You. This book details my journey of coming to the United States and being excited to embrace the American culture. But unfortunately, my culture was not accepted and I found myself being bullied as a young girl. And in this process, I decided that I wanted to disconnect from my culture to be more accepted into American culture. And through that process, I got so depressed from trying to fit in that I attempted suicide my freshman year in high school. So this book talks about the journey of what I did to become radically transformed to be the strong woman I am today. This book is something that's really going to enable the reader to understand and embrace who they are 
embrace what makes them special and become radically transformed. Get your copy today at becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com or check it out at my website at aishathomas.org.